volunteering like that will, it helps you a lot. The volunteers I've had help me are like the local clubs, like the coaching and they'll come over to give back what they've learned and I feel like that's a really good thing in sports. You're listening to the Just Ask podcast with James Ledger. Just Ask. Gofynnwch. Just Ask. Hello, Chryso. Welcome back to another hashtag Just Ask podcast brought to you by the National Youth Board of Disability Sport Wales and me, your host, James Ledger. I have a fantastic episode for you today as well. And the theme is going to be around... Uh, volunteer week and how important volunteers are to sport and we'll be hearing from a rising star of the DSW performance pathway and he'll be telling us about how important volunteers have been to his journey and he is without further ado he is a F34 shot putter and he is also a wheelchair basketball player for Wales. Kieran Jones how are you doing Key? you okay? Hi, I'm great. Thank you, James. You okay? I'm very well, thank you, mate. No, it's, thank you so much for for coming on the show. And thank you for uh, having me, inviting me over. To be honest, it it was kind of proud moment for you to ask me to come on this. Yeah, yeah it's our pleasure, mate. And as uh, as I said, you're you're a rising star in the ranks, so it's 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 fantastic to have you on. Awesome. No, thank you for joining for joining us, Kia. I really appreciate your time. Um, Let's get to know you. Like, tell us a little bit about yourself, Key, and and how did you get involved in sport? Yeah, well, so um, I started sports from a young age through school, like everybody else did. But then, my dad told me I had the same condition as my younger brother and my dad, so I was like, okay, that means I can't do the sport I initially liked. What loved was rugby and football, and then Dad and Ryan started going to basketball in. I think we started off at Carnarvon and then I just got dragged along because I was causing trouble at home and I wasn't allowed to stay home because I was too young and then got into it, I stopped, didn't like the sport and then I got back into it because I had to use a chair and then I done a couple of sessions, got asked to play for the, no sorry, got asked to do trials for the Wales team I'd done that, got selected for the Wales under-15s at the time. And then I played for two years for the Welsh squad. Announced, yeah, then I was announced captain for the Wales team at 14. And then I played in the school games with the under-19s, the Cali Cup with the under-23s for the Wales team. And then coming to school, I kind of had to do I didn't have to like pick GCSE sports and then got into shot through that and then competed in the activity alliance and then became the British champion in that and then the rest will hopefully be history and yeah that's it that's awesome it's a lot of success already at such a young age and you can clearly see that you know how impactful sport has not just for your sporting career but for your life as well so uh, you touched upon it there about your uh, your condition and knowing that you compete in the uh, f34 uh, classification so what does that mean what 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 the condition do you have the condition i have is hereditary spastic paraplegia which is a um, 
I think it's a neurological condition where the nerves from your brain don't go through to your legs. So like everyone says to me, oh, you, it's your legs that's broken. Like basically, when they say my legs are broken, I don't know why, but they just think it's my legs. But it's to do with your brain. So like the messages and all that just get a bit confused. So the classifications go with because I'm left 34. It's kind of with my hand movements because my core is relatively okay but if I was I think any higher I wouldn't be throwing as well it's so confusing I'm still understanding myself like the classification system can be quite uh, confusing regardless how, how long you've been in the sport it's a it's a, it's a complicated system but yeah no that makes sense and you know you kind of talked about like your kind of whole journey there and how you got involved and how kind of sport made you feel I just want to go back to that moment where you know you you started basketball um how was it to to integrate with with other people with a disability and I'm sure some some amazing coaches and and volunteers they say things happen for a reason and I feel like when I started I like stopped so soon I think that helped me understand the change for me walking to a chair as well because it hit me hard. So it was just strange going there and then walking out of a chair. I didn't feel like I needed to be there because it's a wheelchair sport. Even though able-bodied people can play basketball, I felt like I still didn't need to be there. But then obviously with the people like Mike, and all the coaches and the volunteer coaches, they were telling me this, you will benefit you if you do it now for the future because they obviously knew I'd be in a chair but I was still not accepting that. So they were there like mentally to support me and obviously my family, friends and all that but seeing them do it as well, I was like okay, it's encouraging me more to do the sport and then obviously Dad and Ryan doing it. So yeah, it was... It was a bit weird, I don't know, strange to do that, yeah. I, I guess it's, because you, like myself, really, I, I kind of spent most of my early years trying to, trying to not hide who I am, but try to, I'd be, I guess, fit in with normal society, whatever normal is. Yeah. And when you kind of understand there is a, I guess it's a, it's a completely different world, Paris for, and when you kind of break into it, it is, I guess, quite daunting. I guess, isn't it? And yeah, but go on. It was like I remember I used to like more of my social life was I was more worried about because when I was walking, I would always be not an act, but I think I'd say yeah, I put an act on to be really loud and the funny kind of kid, which would in my head would cover the condition because I was walking like with a slight limp and everybody would be like oh how have you hurt your leg this and that and I would just make silly stories of, like <laughs> stupid things and then but I would just always have an act on like I'd come home from school because I'd be like really tired about walking so I'd go to sleep like have a nap have a coffee and I'd go back out and I would just be full of energy and basically the class clown street clown and just really out there just to cover who I really was but then 
I kind of accepted it maybe halfway through school when I, something just changed. But I guess that's just getting older, isn't it? You get wise. And it, it's very normal, mate. And as I said, I know speaking to a lot of people just through this podcast. To be honest, is I think it's very similar concept. When you when you are younger, it, it is literally you just want to fit in, isn't it? And you know, and yeah, exactly that. Until you find, until you find something that you're passionate about and something that you know, when you kind of guess truly accept who you are, that's when you become yourself, and that's when you start to flourish. And and this is what you've sounded like you've done. You know, you've you found sports and you know maybe initially took a step back but then re- kind of realized that yeah this is for me and I, I've, I've known you as a person and see you seen you grow into not just uh, a sports person but but a great person as well and you know I think you're definitely on the right track to to doing some some great things mate yeah that's the goal because I feel like Basically, at the start, I feel like everything got taken away from me. Because I loved football, I loved rugby, I used to play for the local teams. And then, having to, I felt like I had to start again. But now I feel like these last two, three years, everything's going like, really well for me. And hopefully, things will become a lot better. And like, I'll be known as not the kid in Valley or Anglesey with that one, the wheelchair kid. I want to be known as like, oh, he's the guy that's doing really well and all that stuff like that, yeah. Yes, love that. I think we'll have to, uh, that's going to have to be a clip that, mate. That's going to have to be on the, the trailer for this advert. That's 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 <laughs> awesome and, and really inspiring to, to many others. Just a word on, I guess, you know, you've probably come across so many, but just through your kind of, you know, shortish sporting journey so far talk about um how important volunteers have been for you to you know i guess well as you can see not just on the the field of play but making you the person you are today because you know this episode is all aligned with um the volunteer week which was at the start of june so just just a word on them volunteers yeah i feel like volunteers are a great like thing to have within any sport because you can, like, from school you have obviously the main 560 officers that come in, but then you have, they get pupils to volunteer, like I volunteered, so I would go around the local schools and introduce, like, disabled sports whilst I was younger as, like, a some sort of role model or whatever you want to call it. It'd be like, oh, Kieran does it and he's doing this, so it like, motivate other kids. And then I had to do sessions of basketball or all sports to show, like, you know, you always have the lazy group in the class. In every school, there's the lazy group. And I was, like, brought in to try and motivate them. Like, if I can do it, you can do it, everything. So I would demonstrate all sports, like, I'd do, like, rugby, badminton, tennis, and all that, just to be like, if I can do it, you can do it. There's no point... Like saying, oh, I've hurt my ankle or I forgot my gym kit. So I feel like people coming in like I did to volunteer to get people active is really good. And then through my sport, I've had people come in to do the same thing. Like, so it's kind of passing the role down type of thing, if you get on going from. Mm. And then throughout school, I've done a lot of that. 
and then college I've just started doing the ambassador thing with them but obviously because the pandemic happened everything closed down so it's quite funny has left packing the sanitary packs for all the women so I was expecting <laughs> so I was like expecting going around helping like doing sports with kids and all that but I turned out to like right we can't do anything so it's the women's it was like period week or something so I was just sat all week in college packing sanitary products and it was yeah I learned a lot <laughs> uh, yeah no, I think that's uh, one of life's many like, lessons look. right there mate <laughs> yeah I feel like just little things even like it's funny now but volunteering like that will it helps you a lot to obviously build your confidence and meet new people and within the like, volunteers I've had help me are like the local clubs, like the coaching, they don't really have to, like football coaches, they volunteer on weekends to coach, like the younger teams, and they maybe play Sunday league or whatever, and it's kind of like that in basketball or whatever, they'll just like a player coach, and they'll come over to give back what they've learned, and I feel like that's a really good thing within sport to help athletes like me when I was younger that was struggling to be like oh I've done this and done that so yeah volunteers are really good within sports no that's me that's 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 spot on and I think you're right there you know especially in the sporting world like there's so many coaches that give up their their evenings their their weekends and especially in athletics you know traveling up and down the M4 uh to, to go to competitions and you know there's a lot of time money you no know, investment in in to making sure people like ourselves are, are able to do what we do and really kind of flourish and, and and i guess follow our dreams isn't it yeah without like them showing you where the end goal is or like where you could be i don't think many people would be doing sports or like competitive sports maybe that's just me but i feel like seeing how you would come to Anglesey and say I've done this and all this stuff you've done voluntary it would motivate others to do it definitely absolutely so yeah and so I want to talk a bit a little bit about shot put at the minute because I know you're you're coming through the DSW performance pathway at the moment and um, how is it all going in, in the in the shot put world um it's gone really well. It's quite, it's crazy actually, because like I said, I started in school, and I only picked shot put because it was the only thing I had left to pick. Well, I could kind of do. I was quite a big lad in school, and the teacher said I was always strong. I was like, okay, but what can I do? I've got basketball. I've done weightlifting. There's I needed three subjects, so Nathan came over. I threw, and I got invited to go to the. Um, I think it was the. Is it the um, in-sport series that happens down in Cardiff? So I went there. Yeah, that's right. I trained with Anthony. He was like, got right, okay, you're good. You could be better. So we're just going to keep you here. And I was like, okay, it's just... It's so, like... To me, it's just throwing a steel ball. It's like, same with basketball. It's like, I'm not going to get anything from this, have I really? But then I kind of seen how much... I've developed over the short year that I've been throwing. And I was like, I spoke to him. I was like, 
is this just going to be a side thing because I was coming on, like basketball, I always play basketball, but I was in a rough with basketball, I kind of plateaued and I wasn't performing as well and I just really couldn't bother going to train and I was like, have they seen that I'm being kind of lazy and they're just putting another sport there to make me feel more included or, I don't know, just change things up for me. And then I competed in the Activity Alliance. I'm not sure on the date, but that was my first proper competition. And then I think I was crowned British champion there for the first ever comp, which was good. But I didn't believe it. I was like, okay, what's to come from this now? Is it just going to be like this? But then I just trained and trained and things got a lot better. As in my mindset I was kind of using shot put I still do with all the stress I have because I'm not really good at releasing it but when I throw the shot I kind of just think back to all the things that really wound me up and release it through the throws especially and like when I'm training as well that's how I do it so every shot has a meaning behind it like every throw there's always something that I've thought of that will wind me up just to be like Okay, just release it with the shot, and then yeah, I think that's it. That's awesome. And well, yeah, I mean, I've seen because you've been thrown in your garden at the minute, so I'm feeling sorry for your mother's fence at the minute because you keep putting holes through it. (laughs) Yeah, that um, (laughs) that was like that's Anthony's fault. Anthony, (laughs) he he was like, you know, where could you throw? I was like, I've got a field behind my garden. But it's right next to a school, and the school kids are always out, and I get distracted really easily. So if the which is like really bad, but so if the kids were out on the break or whatever, I would get like the teachers would see me and they'd like try and talk and all that, and then it's like right, I'm gonna have to throw in the front garden, man. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, we've got to drive, and it's like it's quite long the garden, as in lengthwise. No, sorry, it's like in width. So it's like if I put if we put the shot put on the like the frame on the drive, we've got a little there was grass there at the time, a little grass patch we can throw onto that. So we started doing it. And we start I started getting further and further. And then for some reason, on the first lockdown, they made me put slabs there, not thinking that I need to throw. But I did it. So I was there for about two days doing the garden. It looked all like really nice and then I was like, Mum, I need to throw still, you know. She's like, okay, we'll get some gymnastic mats. So we used them. It was going well. But they would kind of move, so the slab started smashing. And my dad was getting annoyed. He was like, you can't do this because you're ruining the garden, yeah. You're going to have to move. I was like, but it's working. if it works for you, I'm not going to change it. And I was like, right, okay. So me and Mum went to um, the local, I think it's B&M maybe. And got loads of sand and wood. So I sat in the front garden making the sand pit. And then, like, that was working fine. So the garden's got, like, loads of nice flowers and decking and then a sand pit with loads of shot puts in there. So it's kind of <laughs> like, it's half an athletics thing slash a nice garden for my dad to chill. But it's, yeah, so the fence is just, it's so bad. If I go out there now, it's kind of bowed out onto the lane and, it's awful, oh but 
That's funny. I wasn't funny. throwing. I was throwing, but I wasn't reaching the fence. So Anthony came to my house. He was like, right, Kira, I'll put a white strip on the fence. And if you hit that, I'll buy you a new fence panel. It's like, right, okay. And I've hit it so many times. I think he needs just to buy a whole new like wall or something. It's awful. It's just so bad at the moment. But hopefully I can move, like, place to throw the training ground when I train my strength and conditioning, we're just trying to get planning all that through for that. Yeah. But, like, the time being, that fence is not going to get any better, no. It's <laughs> yeah. getting worse. It sounds like Annie Hughes owes your mother a brand new garden, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Exactly that's, that. I say, you remind me of um, Greg Rutherford. Do you know Greg Rutherford's got a, he's got, like, a, I think it's like a 50 meter runway and sand, like eight meter or nine meter long jump pit in his garden. So yeah, you remind me a bit of Greg Rutherford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. It's good. It's, funny. it's really fun. And like the dogs hate you. There's an awful story about the dog. So one time, my mum's gonna hate me for saying this, but I was just warming up at the shop. Like I had a three kilogram shot, and we have like a carport, so there's like a roof over the drive. I threw it and there's a basketball hoop next to it. So I was like, man, do you I get the shot into the basketball hoop? She's like, Kieran, pack it in, don't be an idiot, the dogs are in the garden. It's like, right, okay. She went, I'd done it. I missed the hoop and it landed on the roof, it rolled off the roof and landed on the dog's back. So I like, nearly oh, killed no. the dog whilst training, it was awful. But the dog's fine and every time I bring a shot on out, the dog just runs away, so it's kind of good <laughs> that it happened. Yeah, but as long as the dog's men. fine. As long as the dog's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the hazards of lockdown and training in a pandemic, eh? It's uh, it's definitely been uh, some funny situations for us all, eh? So so key, you know, you've had a pretty a pretty damn successful career already in a, in a short space of time. What are what are the dreams? What are the hopes for the future? Um. Oh yeah, like you said, it's been successful. Um, the end goal is just to like compete in a major event like the Paralympics, World Championships, or Europeans. Because like everybody wants to do it, and I've since school, that's the goal, just to be the best I could ever be within the sport. Because obviously the wheelchair, I don't want it to like define me as the kid in the wheelchair from Bali. How sad he doesn't do anything. I want it to kind of be like, oh, he's in the chair, he's done this, this, and that. Like how well he's gone, so I want like the end goal for me to be competing in the Olympics or Paralympics. That's the end goal there, and just being the best I could be as an athlete in all sports. I'd say because obviously you've got the Commonwealth Games coming in Birmingham in 2022 with basketball, so that's still a goal I'm wanting to do as. It's the same with shot, but I just want to see how far I can go in both of them until the time I have to be like, right, ones, I have to pick one. And I feel like that'll be coming, like it's on its way, but it's still far away. I like to make things out as if they're further than they are, so I kind of feel like I have longer in doing sports. Hey, mate, just, just keep doing what you're doing, keep working hard and and these these dreams will become a reality very soon, I'm sure. And um, you know you have some fantastic people around you. Um, not just I know you you train with a 
Well, you train for Commonwealth Games gold medalist yourself, don't you? Yeah, yeah, Gareth Evans. It's crazy, like, how when I first started, the, the training there, I was like, oh, it's Gareth, he's like, like, I was kind of, not shy, but, but when you see someone else doing well, you kind of get a bit nervous around them. I was kind of like that, but now we've just become, like, really close, and we just rip, like, rip each other so much, and the stuff that's said between us is brilliant, yeah. So it's like a really good environment there. That's awesome, and you know you need you need that kind of um, I guess that banter around you as well because you know training's hard, so you need to enjoy it. And yeah. You need to have good people around you, isn't it? So, yeah, that's awesome. Let's um, I guess that's a final word then on on the DSW uh, performance pathway. Just what what what's your what's your take on it and how, and how important has has the pathway been to you? No, I feel like it's probably one of the best thing that's ever could like could happen to me as an athlete because th- like throughout lockdown as well, we had the um, Zoom calls every Wednesday, which is still happening. I feel like that's keeping me motivated, wanting to carry on doing what I do because it was hard. I think everybody felt like how tough it was. They felt like the whole world had just closed in on everyone, even if you're an athlete or not, everything just stopped, so I kind of, I'd say the first month or two, I didn't train, I didn't do anything, I was eating like really bad, and it was just, without the pathway or display sports, keeping in touch with every athlete, making sure we're all okay, I don't feel like I would be as positive or train as hard as I am now, and obviously, they're developing sports every day. They're always like posting about all the athletes that have done well, and yeah, it's just a great thing to be involved with. And hopefully, the younger generation of people, I'm saying younger, I'm only young myself, but like the young, like people my brother's age or younger, will see people like myself, you, James, and like Ali and Nathan, that like they've all been through what they're going through it's a hard journey but without disability sport wheels they wouldn't i feel like i wouldn't be the person i am today if you get what i'm trying to say absolutely mate agreed and i know i know there's a big shout out to to nafe Gemma and the hub coordinator morgan jones and and keeping keeping the virtual hub going for for, for so long and and as you're saying making sure every single athlete involved in the program is is motivated and has someone there to talk to throughout the lockdown and pandemic so yeah i think you're an absolute credit to the pathway mate and you're really doing some incredible things and you know I, it's really great to kind of hear your story and how how sport has changed your life and and really has given you a purpose to to excel and and chase your dreams and uh, thank you so much for for coming on the show and and talking about how important volunteers have been to you as well so i really appreciate your time mate and, and thank you for coming on no, thank you for um, asking me to join and come speak. Awesome, it's been great to have you, mate. Wow, awesome! What a show, and another fantastic episode there. And you no, know, it's amazing to hear from a rising star of the DSW Para program. And it's also great to hear about how important volunteers are to our sport because you no, know, they truly are the, the heroes and.
without them, none of this would be possible with what we do. So, you know, from everyone at Disability Sport Wales, thank you to every single volunteer out there. It, it really means the world to myself and, and people like Kieran to to carry on doing what they do. So, so yeah, thank you. And thank you for joining us on, on this episode of the podcast. And uh, I've been your host, James Ledger, and uh, I'll see you on the next hashtag Just Ask podcast. Just Ask. Governor. Just Ask.